We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Mets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Fay. With me, regular guest on the show, Justin Thomas of Nets Republic. Justin, we got a new net. How are we feeling? Feeling really good. Uh, new net, and most importantly, he's not a new Milwaukee Buck. So that's that's I think that's one of the best <laughs> reasons about it. Honestly, that was a, a common occurrence last year too when the Nets signed buyout guys. And we're talking about Goran Dragic. See what he can bring to the team. We're going to jump into that and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. Justin. Initial reaction when you saw, you know, the Shams notification, Goran Dragic is signing with the Nets. And like you said, Milwaukee was a top competition. He decided to go to Brooklyn, be with his former teammate, Steve Nash. Yeah, no, I was I was actually at the gym when I got the <laughs> notifications. I'm, I'm like in between sets and I just see at first I saw my group chat talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got Goran. I'm like, wait, what? Then I actually checked the watch notification. Um, so, no, it, it's good. Initial reactions is something the Nets needed, right? Yep. Like the Nets definitely, even when James Harden was here, uh, the Nets desperately needed a, a, another ball handler, right? Now, especially with, you know, Harden gone, Kyrie can only play, I think, eight games for the rest yep. of the season. Uh, we're in, the, the Nets were in dire straits, right? You can't really rely on Patty Mills or Cam Thomas as your primary ball handler. Who knows when Ben Simmons is going to be back uh, playing for Brooklyn. So this was definitely a big get. Goran Dragic, a proven, proven vet guy with playoff experience, um, you know, he's somebody that's highly regarded, especially in the Heat organization. And you know how they run things. So, I mean, it was an A-plus buyout signing, once again, by Sean Marks. Yeah, and, like, this was a year that the Nets weren't necessarily the big-time favorite like they were last season. Like, it was easy to see buyout guys going to Brooklyn. You know, they had to really probably convince Dragic to come here. And like you said, you know, the Bucks were the top competition. They also had a role for him, you know, given the injuries they've suffered. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he fits and what his role is. But like you said, the Nets have essentially needed a true point guard since the season started, since we got – you know, the report and news of Kyrie being part-time this season or not being able to play with a mandate. Like, that point on, they were short of ball handler. And even with Kyrie on this roster, you know, in the offseason, people were mentioning, you know, a backup point guard would probably be great just given there could be injuries. And Dragic is that. Like, he's a guy that can run the show. He can handle the ball. He's a knockdown three-point shooter. You know, defensively, there's plenty of questions about him. But 
we'll jump into that a little bit later because <laughs> that was the, that was the big topic today on that Twitter. But like you said, I think it's important to note that you're taking him away from other top contenders as well and filling a need for this team. And like, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of guards that need to play, but his skill set is different from the rest of the guards because he's a real point guard and he can make life easier for a lot of guys on the floor that are probably asked to do maybe too much in terms of ball handling and creating duties. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we seen it over the past month, maybe month and a half. Patty Mills is better when he doesn't, not to say he's, he shouldn't have the ball in his hands, but when his only job is to catch and shoot, he's yep. much better. Um, same When thing he can the, have the ball in his hands for literal seconds, like we're talking like under three seconds, that's when he's at his best. And I think yes. that's how Patty wants to play too. Yeah, and, and you see it with Seth Curry too. I mean, obviously, I think I talked about this on the last part I was on, but you see, you know, Seth does have that playmaking ability. He can facilitate, but he's much better in that Patty Mills role where yep. he doesn't have to worry or waste energy on trying to find open teammates. He just has to worry about running off of a screen, catching and shooting. Uh, so no, Drogic definitely allows the Nets to the, the other players to fit, fit their roles more. And then it also, when Kyrie Irving's on the floor too, we all know Kyrie Irving is, is sensational off ball. Um, yep. It's not to say he can't facilitate when he is the main, you know, ball handler, but I think I'd rather have Kyrie off ball to give me, you know, his 28 points, then maybe all right, 20 points and like maybe two or three assists. Yeah, he can play more freely. You know, he can just like mm -hmm. play the game naturally. And that's when Kyrie's at his best when he's just playing basketball. And I think that's another thing with Dragic that's really fun is he provides a level of versatility to this team, like another I don't want to say style they can play, but just another you know piece they can plug into the puzzle, given he can run pick and roll with you know Andre Drummond. He can run pick and pop with Marcus Aldridge. He can set these guys up. He also can play a little bit off ball. He's able to knock down open threes. And like you mentioned before, he's coming from a heat organization. He's also coming from you know, the fact that he's been a big player in the playoffs, like when they went to the finals, he was a big reason for that. Obviously, that's two years ago. But even last year in the postseason, he wasn't bad. And there's just aspects he can provide. And even if it means, you know, Patty Mills playing off ball more, which is great. And even Seth Curry, now he doesn't have to create as much like he'll probably still have a couple opportunities to handle the ball, make some plays, but he won't be asked to do it possession to possession like he was over the course of the last three games. And I think it's important to note the Nets are still missing guys like Katie's not back yet. Ben Simmons isn't back yet. Who knows when Dragic is going to play, but the Nets need to win games before the postseason starts because they don't want to be in the playing game. And at the very least, Dragic is helping you win more games in the regular season and getting closer to where you want to be in the standings. Yeah. And I think that's, what's kind of getting lost in the translation, I guess with the, the Goran Dragic. I haven't heard discourse. it mentioned once. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like this isn't a, postseason type of move this is just to get some help for the regular season at least for the stretch run because let's be honest not a lot of guys are not going to be playing in come playoff time you yeah. know you're going to have your kds your Kyrie's, your ben simmons your lamarcus aldridge's your patties your seth your joes goran is mostly there just as like an emergency option right i don't really expect goran to have a prominent role like that in the playoffs maybe you see him for 10 12 minutes first just to give Kyrie. Uh, a rest and maybe, you know, spur or, or spell one of the shooters for a little bit. But other than that, I think this is mostly like like you said, just for a regular season thing. Wait, get get reinforcements until the guys get back and, you know, you go from there. Yeah. And at the very least, like you can see what he can do in the regular season. He plays really well, fits really well, more postseason minutes. If not, you have the option not to play him or you just look back to last year in the postseason where the Nets literally ran out of playable players in the playoffs. Like they were 
at a point where they just had to play these guys because they had no one, no one else to play. You know, someone rolls an ankle or goes down. Dragic is a guy you feel comfortable playing. You know what I mean? He's a guy yeah. that can he can play a full game. You don't want him to play a full game, but he's a guy that could play. You know that thirty minute workload. So it's just a nice option to have and just a different style they can run. Another piece they can plug in. And he's better than Javon Carter, you know, who was caught today. I think that's pretty clear and apparent. And, you know, as much as I love Cam Thomas, I know you love Cam Thomas. Like, I trust Goran Dragic more in the playoffs. Like, he's he's been there before. He's done these things. He's been part of a team where, you know, Cam could potentially get flustered. He could play really well or he could play really bad. You never know with a rookie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to your point about last season, obviously – Worst of worst case scenarios, Kyrie yep. goes down with the uh, ankle. James Harden goes down with the hamstring. And now you're and Landry Shamit was unplayable. And Landry Shamit was unplayable. So you're left with Mike James and Tyler Johnson and Chris Chioza as your guards. I mean, that's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, it's that's that's what makes it even more crazy what Kevin Durant was able to do, pushing that thing to seven games. Um, now, like you said, you have a, a more veteran guy on your bench that can come in if, if things get dicey. Um, obviously I'm a huge Cam Thomas fan, but I just don't see, especially now with Drogic on the team, I don't see as the, the path is clear for Cam to get playoff minutes. He is a rookie, not to say that rookies can't perform in playoffs because they can, but at this point in time, I don't think you need the pot, the, the negatives for Cam, I think outweigh the potential positives, especially because of how hot and cold of a shooter he can be. I know he's on a good stretch right now, but we've seen Cam get into some really, really bad yep. shooting slumps. And I mean, defensively, we talked about it on the last show, you and I, when we did the recap, you know, he's kind of all over the place defensively. You don't know what you're going to get where, yeah, Dragic isn't a good defender, but he at least knows where he's supposed to be. He like understands his role in the defense where, you know, like the rotations for Cam over helping and those type of things in the playoffs one possession is everything. You know what I mean? One possession could change the entire series. So you just want to have those veterans and guys you can count on. And like getting back to what we were saying, it's just allowing other guys to feel more comfortable in their role and just provide some different levels and some different aspects and perspectives for the team. And another thing noted with Dragic is he seems like he's a good player to have locker room wise, you know, always well liked. And I guess based off of what we've heard from like the Heat organization and based off of how he was in Phoenix, like guys seem to like him. He seems to be, you know, a prominent force and help kind of lead the team in tough situations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely interesting, you know, look at the Nets now compared to that first playoff uh, run, you know, like the, the We Believe Nets, right, in yeah. 2019. is a, a locker room full of young guys, you know, bushy-tailed, bright-eyed, going into a playoff series. And and let's be honest, like, they, the, the lights were too bright, right? Now you look at this Brooklyn Nets team, you have a ton of guys, not even just a, a few. You have a ton of guys with playoff experience, championship experience as well. I I mean, who, the, the youngest guys are really – uh, that have just, in that uh, like rookies, Nick Claxton, and, Brown. Nick Claxton. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like those guys may not even be a part of like the regular yep. rotation. So this is, I mean, like you said, bringing him in also good for the locker room. You got another guy that's, it's also respected tremendously around the league. Uh, obviously Steve Nash must've done a great job of pitching him. Uh, Sean Marks also with those Phoenix Suns ties. So yeah, this is a lot, a lot, a lot of good things, a lot of good variables around this signing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's just, like, we still don't know what's up with Kyrie. Like, we don't know if he's going to be when he's going to be able to come back. Like, there's a lot of signs pointing to the mandate being removed, but we don't know when that's going to be or, you know, even if it's in the postseason or something. So having a guy that can start games and play good minutes and run the show and just make life easier for some of those other players is going to be huge for this team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you see his role during the rest of the regular season, Justin? Kyrie without the mandate, or as I say, with the mandate still in place, um, you see him as that main point guard, uh, setting guys up, facilitating. Um, you know, I'm not expecting him to be a lockdown guy on defense. I know that's that was one of the big, you know, the point of attack thing and everything, you know, on on Twitter today. But you know, I think he's just going to come and give you solid veteran point guard role, like minutes. You know, almost like a teenage, almost like a TJ McConnell. Um, you know, he's not going to play outside of his game. He knows who the vets are. He knows who the guys where the the focal point of the offenses uh, are. So, I think in 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 that respect, especially at, at home games, that's what you're going to see. Uh, playing with Kyrie, I expect him to do a lot of the on ball stuff. Let Kyrie work off ball. Um, do you, you think know, he I, comes I, off the bench when Kyrie's back, or do you think he starts too? I think Nash will, I, you know, because Nash loves to uh, experiment. I think we'll see. I think we'll see both. Right. We'll okay. see games where Kyrie and Drogic start together. I also think we'll see games where Drogic is maybe the first or second guy off the bench. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays with, you know, uh, Seth and Patty. And I'm also very curious to see how he's going to mesh with Cam Thomas. You know, obviously, Cam's game didn't really mesh with with Harden's because, you know, Cam's not really a spot up in the corner on the wing shooter. I think Drogic is going to attack the paint a little bit more, you know, look for guys instead of like doing like, you know, a whole isolation thing. So that's what I'm going to be really interested to see and like how they mesh on the court together. Yeah, I, I like it. I think, you know, like you said, with Kyrie being out, he's going to be that, you know, starting point guard and have a real sh- chance to like shine and get those minutes. Then when Kyrie's here, I think, you know, there's a chance he could start with him, but I really love him with that second unit. I think there's a lot of potential with that, just given the Nets are going to have good players coming off the bench. You know, just let's say the starters are Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, KD, Ben Simmons, and either Andre Lamar- uh, Andre Drummond or LaMarcus Aldridge. And that leaves you on the bench. You still have Patty Mills, Dragic, Cam Thomas, you know, James Johnson, and between either LaMarcus or Andre, whoever's not starting. So there's going to be pieces for him to work with that second unit. So now it's like there's just a lot of different things they can do. And now instead of like when Katie's off the floor, the Nets won't necessarily suck. 
You know, when it felt like at different points in this year when KD was off the floor or James Harden was off the floor or Kyrie's off the floor, they're not doing anything, but they should be able to have lineups that are successful without a star being on the floor. You know, they should still stagger, especially if you have, you know, Kyrie, Ben Simmons and KD. Steve Nash doesn't always do that. And obviously some games you'll probably only have two. And you can get away with not having a star because there's actual good players coming off your bench and they can kind of fill a role that they're comfortable performing in. Like Dragic can run the show. Patty's coming off screens. You know, Andre Drummond or LaMarcus is doing their thing. And then Cam Thomas can set up in more of a scoring role where he's not asked to be the facilitator or the the pick and roll guy. And I think that's a little bit more natural for Cam. It'd be great for his development. But at the end of the day, we're not a development team. We're a team trying to win a championship. Right. And I think it's it's, it's also a case of just lean into your strengths. Right. Yep. Like camp, the, the strength of Cam Thomas's game right now is not playmaking, facilitating. It's getting buckets. So yep. obviously, in, over time, you want him to develop that trait. But right now, Cam, just go out there and get me buckets. That That's yep. all you can really ask for him. I think also I think the three point shooting is really going to pick up. Yep. We saw what happened when Seth came. We saw what happened when Kyrie came back. The three started picking up, you know, just a little bit of numbers from a uh, PBP. Uh, Goran shot 53.49% on corner threes last season, 41 the year before above the break threes. He was, it tampered off a little bit, 36 and 37, but that's still respectable numbers, which means that's just another three point threat that the Nets have out there. Cause last season, right. You know, Landry Shamit, what, you know, I think was high thirties, Tyler Johnson, mid thirties, Jeff Green, mid thirties, Blake Griffin, mid thirties. That's what made the Nets so Deadly because you also you have KD in the mid range, Kyrie in the mid range, Lamarcus in the mid range, and you also have a bunch of shooters around him. So the offense I think is really going to pick up. We're going to see it a little bit more like the Nets offense last year as opposed to what we've kind of been seeing this year. And I'm not ashamed to say, yeah, lean into the offense. Defense will figure itself out. Yeah, I think defense will figure itself out in the playoff time. And like you said, yeah, that's really interesting. Dragic is shooting so well from the corners. It makes you feel really comfortable with him playing, you know, with Kyrie and KD or Ben, especially Ben, who's great at creating three-point shots. Like, he can just sit in the corner and still have an impact off ball where some players struggle with that, a la James Harden, you know, in terms of being able to shoot those catch-and-shoots or relocating as a point guard. That's something, you know, Harden didn't really do, and Dragic can provide that. And like you said, I think from a style perspective, I think we're going to continue to see the pace push because Dragic is a guy that also pushed the pace we know nash has been talking about that seth has been talking about that and then i think offensively you're going to see a lot of ball and player movement coming off dribble handoffs coming off screens and then multiple guys that can handle the basketball now it just makes the offense that much harder to defend and that's what i think really interesting having these guys that can do multiple things with the ball in their hands you know Dragic can shoot he can create for others he's a crafty guy he understands what he needs to do on that end of the floor so I'm excited. And like you said, it's cool to see the Nets lean into offense and like people talking about the defense. It's cool. But like where were the Nets going to get a great defender or the trade deadline is passed? Like there's no other options on the buyout market. No one else is going to come here. This is the best player you could acquire. You go out there and get talent and figure out the rest later. And at the end of the day, the Nets were winning big time last year because of their offense, not because of their defense. Their defense was able to hold up when they needed it to. But at the end of the day, their offense is what made them game changing. Yeah, I think we're just at the point where just, we're just you're just trying to find problems with it. I mean, we can't just like, which is let, a good sign to be honest. If yeah. the national media and fans are poking at you and trying to find like, oh, this is going to be a major weakness and ignoring the the pros of the signing. And don't get me wrong, Dragic is. We have to see what he can do. He hasn't essentially played all season, and it wasn't like his last season in Miami was the best of his career. But he's still a talented guy that just has that competitive drive and gives you confidence in a smaller role. He should be able to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also what's interesting is 
how he fits or how the offense works with him on the floor with Ben Simmons. Yep. Right. Cause Ben Simmons, I mean, we regard, obviously he's, you know, six ten, six eleven guy, but he's a point guard. Like, like, like we know he's a point guard and I want to really see how the nets work with him out of the post. Uh, in turn, I, I'm not saying like Ben Simmons needs to be getting post, you know, three, four five post ups a game, but I want to see how the offense is and how it's shaped with working the offense through Ben out of the post, you know, cause Drogic, like I said, Drogic is a viable, all right, throw it into Ben, the double comes, kick it back out, Drogic shoots a three, or you swing it around the horn, you're probably going to end up with a wide-open jumper. So, And even having a, a guy things. like Drogic helps there because he can set Ben up in the post. We're like, sometimes this season, guys have had an issue getting KD the ball in the post because they're just not natural point guards or good passers. Drogic mm-hmm. can pass the ball. No, he, he mm-hmm. definitely can. He, he sets up his teammates very well. Entry passes, I mean, on the surface, entry passes don't seem tough. But then when you don't have a guy that can actually do it, yeah. now it kind of stalls out your offense a bit. Uh, so, no, definitely. That's definitely one of the pluses that Drogic brings. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Ben play. And like you said, with the post-ups and stuff and different ways to kind of utilize him. And I think that's why a Drogic signing works out, too, is because he can fit next to him. He can fit by himself. He can fit in all these different situations. He's also an experienced player. I guess we should talk about, about the defense and the surplus of guards. Does, you know, that give you any fear in terms of the roster? Obviously, we have Kyrie, we have Patty, we have Seth, now we have Goran and even Cam. And they're all, none of them are really true two two guards in terms of size. They're all that one guard body and even like Patty's even more undersized than normal. How much of a concern is that for the Nets? It's not a concern because it wasn't a concern for all these naysayers literally (laughs) a month ago when the human turnstile James Harden was on the team. So I don't understand why now all of a sudden you replace James Harden with a defensive player of the year caliber guy in Ben Simmons, right? Uh, and then you have Goran Dragic, who's not a turnstile. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Goran Dragic is, yeah, he's a good, great defender and he's going to lock up his guy. No, like, I mean, he, he's probably going to get cooked in games too. But at least he's going to try. He's going to give you effort. He's going to give you more than what James Harden was giving you this season. I think it's it's much to do about nothing because it's the same it's the same things we heard last season with the Nets. Oh yeah, they can score 140 points, but they're going to give up 143. Well, in the later parts of the season, right? I think from February to April or, or whatever when, when the season ended, they were middle of the pack in the league, which is fine because all the Nets really need is an average defense because they have arguably, when healthy, the best offense in basketball. So I think it's much to do about nothing with the defense. Obviously, and then even Drogic, he's not going to be guarding great players most of most likely he's going to be coming in with bench unit guys so he's only going to be he's going to be guarding backup other backup point guards and things like that so i it's a lot it's a lot of just nitpicky things just to you know poke holes and what i think is going to be a really really good experience yeah i think i look at it this way it was an issue before the net sign goran Dragic. he didn't make it any worse he didn't make it any better you know what i mean it was already a thing like you said james harden was here james harden was going to play in playoff games and he's been getting cooked left and right all season so it's not like that's an issue i think where i look at it and yeah there is a concern because like if you're playing three guys like that they can definitely get cooked and teams can attack that in the postseason but you hope that the likes of ben simmons and kevin durant in the back line can help clean up some of that stuff you know ben is better than any defender the nets have had in a long time kd hopefully now can have some of his offensive load alleviated allowing him to be a little bit more defensive and i also think like this maybe opens the door potentially for nick claxton to get back into the rotation because now you need another defensive-minded frontline guy and now you're adding more shooting so even there's the potential of playing you know nick next to another big that maybe didn't seem possible before because there was such limited shooters where and even Dragic can run the pick and roll not to say Kyrie and katie and ben can't but this is something that he's comfortable doing at a crafty level so like I think it could open up things for Nick. 
So I'm excited to see how they kind of figure all this out. And I think for Steve Nash, like credit him for, you know, making the move and trying to push for Goran. But I also think this gives him a real opportunity to like, all right, let's see how you can coach. Like this is more of the style of players you wanted. And this is more of a similar to the offense that you had when you were in Phoenix. Let's see what it looks like on the floor. And like, how can you utilize these guys? And it's not a perfect roster, but there's a lot of talent for you to kind of try out some funky stuff. Look, man, sometimes, you know, how do you overcome bad coaching? It's just better talent. And <laughs> Kevin Durant proves that literally every single game. Um, I will say really quickly on the on the, going back on the defensive side is, you know, you figure Ben Simmons is going to be taking the other team's best player, at least best perimeter defender. Yeah. Right. All we ever hear with the Nets. Oh, how are you going to defend Giannis? How are you going to defend and beat? Well, also, how do you defend KD? Like these guys are yeah. one of ones for reasons. Like there's nobody on the planet that can really stop them. There's not a lot of guards in the East, I would say, that give you worry in terms of, you know, matchups wise. Obviously, the Bulls are, are kind of deadly with Levine and uh, DeRozan, right? Hawks maybe with Trey Young. The Heat, I guess, with Jimmy Butler. But I mean, if you let, let's apples to apples, is Goran Dragic that much? Could he, could he not stay in front of uh, Kyle Lowry? You know, yeah. and then obviously because he knows how Kyle Lowry plays, being you know, uh, going up against him so many times. So I think it's it's overblown. Just because of your fears in the playoffs are more for wing players, you know, bigger guys, bigger stars than it is at the guard position. And you can hide. You, you can hide Kyrie. You can hide Seth. You can hide Gorn. I don't honestly I'm not even concerned about Kyrie like I think he's shown enough too in the past that like his defense isn't even especially in the playoffs like when he needs to he he locks in when he he can play. So like, and he's, he even plays a little bit above his size. Like sometimes he'll be a little overzealous and try to defend like a bigger guy where he should, you know, allow the switch to come in. So like you said, I think there's, there's definitely like some concerns in terms of like playing that many guys, but when it comes to the playoffs, they're not going to probably be playing three of them at the same time. And if you are, you're going to have a concept in mind of how you're going to deal with that. And it's going to be adjustments from Nash. Cause at the end of the day, it's not like there's uh, uh this is an elite level defense that's been you know like funneling guys to like a rudy gobert center or a jared allen all season like they've been trying to figure things out and have been hot and cold and had rough defensive stretches so you know lean into the offense if you can and defense hopefully it just turns up like it did in the playoffs last year and honestly like veterans teams just play better in the playoffs when it comes to defense like it's hard to exert that much energy for 82 games when it comes to, you know, the sample size in the playoffs, it's a lot easier to kind of leave it out there and die. And we both know effort is a majority, you know, aspect of defense. Like you can have the tools and the talent, but it's really the the effort level in which you're putting out there is close to probably 50%. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to try and get guys like that have been exerting a lot of energy, like, like a Patty Mills, um, yeah. I'm excited re- for Patty to get some yeah. goddamn rest, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's important for him to get rest because it, like, like you said, it's hard to get up every single game and defend your butt off for 82 games. But when you're in the playoffs, all you need is 16. You just yep. need 16 wins. So you got to get up for, you know, 16, 20, whatever games, how many you get it takes. It's a lot easier because, and especially because the goal is in sight right yep. now, instead of having to, Oh, we got a back to back tomorrow in Sacramento. Then we have to go down to Portland. Right. Now it's just, all right, we know the team in front of us. We're going to have a day off of rest, maybe two days off. Then we travel. We're not even like you're traveling far because you're on the East Coast. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's something that uh, is definitely going to be important for the Nets down the stretch. Justin, so in terms of, like, confidence percentage for the Nets winning a championship, how much does Goran Dragic move the needle for you? Uh, it doesn't necessarily move the needle for me uh, just because I see this more as a regular season 
uh, type move and an emergency situation type of move for the playoffs. Uh, when the playoffs come, we know what the eight or nine man rotation is going to be. I don't know how Gordon really factors into that. Um, can we see him? Yes. But him being on this team doesn't move the needle any further championship wise for me, at least. I think what it does is it probably raises the floor. You know what I mean? In terms of like mm. a postseason performance, because like you said, you know, injury happens. Now you have a guy you can pull in and I'm not sure what his role is going to be like in the postseason until we see him in the regular season. Maybe he plays really well. Maybe he's looking a little bit washed. Who really knows? I think you hit it on the head, though. It's it's more so about sec- securing that playoff spot or even that play in spot and just putting yourself in more of an advantage type situation and also not over utilizing guys like Patty doesn't have to play those 30 minutes. Seth doesn't have to do too much or even Kyrie when he's coming back and Ben and KD and all these different other elements. So I think in terms of like the championship at hunt, it helps in that way where it's like guys are more fresh and ready to go in the playoffs. And now you just have other options when it comes to matchups and guys you can throw out there if there is an injury or something like that. But any other final thoughts, Justin, before we get out of here? Uh, nope. Just a very nice security blanket of Gorin. Uh, the European basketball players agenda marches on and uh, just glad he's not a walkie buck. Yeah. And Sean Marks, shout out to him. It feels like every buyout the next nets want they get. And he's a big part of that as always. Big thanks everybody for listening. appreciate you hopping on Justin and make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms.